0: All the bulls are off and running, and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. I'm Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein, and our producer, Rick Camp. Well, since we last talked, some good things have happened. The Bulls are now 18 and 21. They're technically, I believe, tied for ninth in the East. And they're seven and three since that fateful Minnesota game when we knew at halftime of that game, at least retroactively, we knew to sort of put a pin in there and look at that as a marking point in the season. They've won seven of 10. And the most recent, last night's 126 112 win at Philadelphia. And we got our first crazy zach game of the year
1: it seems like it's been in the makings for a long time right it we've needed one of them every once in a while it seemed like last year zach would just go on a heater and it started really early in the season and it took what's 18 plus 21 39 it took almost half the season to have zach get on his first heater, real heater. He's, he's had some moments, but for the entire game, he was just on one and they needed every bit of it up until late in the third quarter when it it was, when they really knew that it, they were going to win that game. Although Philly did make a little run in the fourth, but Kobe White stymied that and Yeah. It was, that was great. That was a great win, and to build off of that Brooklyn game especially.
0: Well, and with no Embiid, they, there's a big asterisk next to it because Embiid had been an astonishing 12-0 and 0 against the Bulls. <laughs> He's never lost to the Bulls. So I guess that that streak just sort of carries over now. The Bulls did not have Caruso. They didn't have any of their five Gervantes. And it, Derek White at one point – Derek injured. White? Excuse Derek White. Derek Jones Jr. At one point in... Derek White went jer- to Colorado, by the way. Sorry. I know you're... Yeah, that was not on my list for the uh, OWC college showdown. How do you know. So, yeah, Derek Jones Jr. came back after hurting his wrist, and I know that's been a problem for him all season. He ended up contributing even though he was hurt too. So I don't know if he's going to be playing tonight. We'll find out. The numbers on Zach. Let's just look at some of the numbers in this game before we, we get into some of the, the specifics. Zach had 11 threes... On 13 attempts, as part of 14 for 19 shooting for his 41 points. I mean, it's one thing, on 19 shots. It's one it's thing to hit 11 threes. I, I don't know how many times somebody has has been that efficient shooting threes in an NBA.
1: Game. And I will tell you. So, you know, there have been two players in NBA history to hit 11 threes in a game on 80 percent plus three three point shooting percentage. Can you guess? The only other player to do it, you—you
0: you can't spring this on me once we start recording. Yes, uh, I can.
1: I, apparently, you can. Was it within the last five years? I don't know, but probable. Yes. <laughs> no, it didn't say when. It didn't say when. It just said the player. Is it a current I mean, player? Yes. Is it Booker? No.
0: I—I'm I'm not gonna. I—I I, I yes, can't do use no questions.
1: It is he a future
0: Hall of Famer? Yes. Is
1: it Durant? No,
0: is it lebron
1: no oh my god
0: what's oh my god
1: oh my god
0: what what's what's oh my god
1: don't be this dumb come on i believe in you is it uh steph curry yes oh my that took you it that should have been your first guess all right fine who else would
0: it be I don't know. Maybe somebody had a good night. It's possible you get weird good He is good. Okay. No matter what, that should have been your first guess. Fine. It's just because he's the best shooter of all time.
1: Yes. Okay. And it's not even remotely close.
0: I didn't say it was. Even Reggie Miller says it's not. So it doesn't surprise me. So Zach Levine with, with 41. Nikola Vucevic. Oof. He had a double-double at half. And then, in large part, because of his first-half performance and the attention that had to be paid to him later, ended up with a line of 19 points, 18 rebounds, and 10 assists. Pretty spectacular night as they had to go with a little bit smaller lineup on him. Second night in a row that he has been able to be productive because of the, of the matchups. Meanwhile, in the third quarter, even though Zach went off like 5-for-5 five five coming out of the locker room, Patrick Williams had 16 of his 18 in the third.
1: Yeah. He had zero in the first half. I don't know what's going on with him, but that means in the past two games against good teams, he's averaging 20 points. Um, and previous to the 22 point performance, 18 would have been a season high. Had, had he knocked on the 22, he like, that's the only time he scored 20 this year. And, I don't know. Is this the start of something with him? And what I like about it too, is that it's quiet 20. I don't need out of Patrick Williams, when you're not the first or second or third scoring option, I don't need you to put up a loud 20 points. If you put up a quiet 15 every night or even a quiet 13, that that's helpful for this team. And what he's done over the past couple of games on both sides of the uh, on both sides of the floor he's been defending their best player every single time he guarded durant even though he had 44 i don't think there was much more he could do i think it just it was one of those nights where it was good defense better offense and he was guarding james harden which who last night was there eh, tobias harris might be better than james harden right now that's a hot take but i don't think harden's that good he's been eating too many burgers but I need to sneeze. Go ahead. Harden was four of 17
0: from the floor. And some of those shots were no chance. Bless you. Were no Thank chance. It was just some of these, like the, the old flailing attempts where he used to automatically get the call. And he even, one of those last night where he did get to the line was an old school Harden whistle, but he's, he's <sighs> desperate. It's on some of these forays to the basket in a way he hasn't been before. He also doesn't he doesn't stay in the air as long as he used to. No. Gra- gravity is catching up to him.
1: Well, I mean, maybe because ga- he's gained weight. It's just making him, you know, come down to earth a little bit quicker. But I think he gave all of his foul hunting and annoying powers to Trey Young. And, uh, yeah, I think this is – I'm going to be known for being a Trey Young hater. I also hate his hairline.
0: So, <laughs> so I just, concern.
1: just everything just, he just annoys me. Yeah, he's really good. And if he was on the Bulls, I, I, I mean, I think it'd be a good thing, but. Oh, wait, no, wait, but
0: he'd annoy the hell out of me on the Bulls, too. I, well, I, yeah, but it, to he point. does,
1: he does put up good numbers. His, his game really pisses me off. <laughs> that, 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 that's it.
0: The Bulls were down 13 in the second. And it was getting really frustrating for a while with Maxi and Jiang and too many guys. But not, do... not
1: Jiang. You got him confused with Gorgie Jiang. It's Niang.
0: Niang. Sorry. I know. I got him confused. Where
1: is Gorgie Jiang now? Is he in Memphis? Don't worry about it.
0: We figure that out later, but they were. down. Uh, he,
1: that's the type of player the Bulls could use. Actually,
0: He's they were when they got down 13, and it looked like one of these lackluster defensive nights when they're losing track of guys who are flattening out to the corner, wide open on action on the other side of the floor. And I, I, I was getting ready to think that this was going to be a boat race night because the funny thing is, we had a conversation on uh, the Bernstein and Holmes show, Layla and I did with Ala Abdelnabi, who is the Sixers television analyst uh, before the game. And he said that without Embiid, their defense can sometimes be more uh, perimeter aggressive, which is counterintuitive because you'd think that they'd take more chances with Embiid backstopping them as a rim protector. But he says when they're all moving around, they they can create more turnovers, and they have, they've been pretty good defensively without him. And when Zach's doing what he's doing, he obviates any defense because he was just taking a step back and shooting over everybody. They even went to, to zone for yeah. a
1: couple times there. Yeah, Patrick and was really good against the zone.
0: Agreed, agreed, because the recognition of that 2-3, what do we always say? The soft parts of a zone are the elbows and the blocks. And what they call the short corner, the the area in between the block and the
1: corner, should be wide open. And that's where Patrick was the entire time. Yep. But he had that one flow. Uh, who did he hit it over? Was it PJ Tucker or Tobias Harris? I remember he hit a late in the third quarter. He had a jump shot on the left baseline that, and, and it was just easy because nobody was there. I mean, somebody closed out, but it wasn't. It didn't mean anything when he's, you know, when the ball is 11 feet in the air when he jumps to take a mid range jump shot. But he his third quarter against that zone was really successful. Maybe he's a – I think he needs a little bit of open space be, because of how long he is. He needs time to, you know, mm-hmm. gather himself and know what he wants to do because it seems like when he's in transition, he's fast as hell. And he's he's skilled, but he always dribbles it off his foot or he throws it 10 feet over Zach Levine's head. Once a game. It, he he has one one bad turnover a game but we can expect that at this point point. and i think his, his next step is limiting those turnovers and n- knowing that he doesn't need a ton of open space to score and i, th- I cuz he yeah, doesn't he doesn't but that's what he's trying to, he's using a lot of open space to get buckets but i don't think he needs it i think he can hit not long contested twos. I don't want to take that, but I don't think he needs to be wide open to be productive. I think
0: that is a, Mr. Gambini, that is a lucid observation on your part. I think that's for him to better understand what open means. Yeah. For for him. Yes. For him to recalculate. I have enough time and space to be dangerous offensively here. I totally agree with you. I see it coming a little bit with mm-hmm. the the the, the catch-and-shoot three. Much which better. Because last time we were talking about it, we were just saying, don't wait. That's a good shot for the Bulls in their offense right now. and they're Shooting 40%. And they're a good – the funny thing is, they're a top 10 three-point shooting team. They're in the top third. And they're dead last in attempts. And I know it's hard to balance the two. I know it's hard because so many times we say, oh, "That's a bad shot. That's a bad shot. That's a rushed
1: shot." And Demar but, being and, Demar, and, and only DeMar had being... tw- he only had twelve last night.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. See that—that's the. Other I'm point. okay with it. I'm when, I'm
1: I'm t- if if he if the Bulls can win by fourteen and not need DeRozan's scoring output, yes, they used. Le- I'd rather see Levine score more than DeRozan. First of all, he's a max player. As much as I hate him getting the max. Because it, especially early in the season, didn't seem like he really deserved it, and I'm still not fully convinced that he does deserve that contract. He's a better shooter, and from the three point line, he's a better three point shooter. I would like to see Zach putting up 13 threes a game. He's not going to make 11 every night, just not. He he, if he makes five of 13, six of 13, that's still 15, 18 points, and. I want Patrick to keep shooting it. If he takes five threes a game, that's another six points he had on the board. I think he could take more than that, though, because I, I, he, he's he been finding the ball a little bit more, and his standstill jump shot is getting faster, I've noticed. There's more rhythm. I think maybe, it, I don't know if it's practice, him getting more touches, or just coaching. It seems like when he's catching the ball, he's not hitching anymore. He's catching it and shooting it. And I remember it was his, seventh, it was his fifth, sixth, and seventh point of the game yesterday, it was in the right corner. I, th- it was either Levine or Vucevic that just flipped it to him, and no hesitation, shot it, bang, and that uh, we looked at each other, and you gave me a look. Was that the underhanded toss, the shovel pass from? Vuce? No, Vuce shoveled that, was back to, that to Levine. Was Levine right? That was Levine yes, on the left yes, wing. Yes, but I'm I'm saying it was when Patrick scored seven straight points out of the gate for for the Bulls in the third quarter it it he's looking smoother as time progresses. And I don't, I don't know what he's going to be. It's still hard to tell, but it seems like he's developing and that's good. They they need him to develop. And I think his development really is crucial for their future. If they even have a future, because I still don't know what they're doing. It's a big but, caveat. but before we move on to,
0: to the Brooklyn game, I want to uh, circle back to what you said about Kobe White. Kobe White hit three threes in the fourth quarter, all at critical times when it appeared that an inevitable home team Sixers run was coming, and he just kept slamming the door on those possibilities. I want to say at one point it was seven, and his three made it 10 again late, and don't don't look now. But if you start looking at the way Billy is doling out some of these fourth quarter minutes, where previously in the season he was really leaning on trusting Io, and Io he had he, Ayo played well in the Brooklyn game, but I'm getting really frustrated with Io. Can't make a corner three.
1: He can't, he can't shoot. It's it's. I remember in the first half, Shake Milton had a ton of open corner threes, and it's I think he only missed one, and that's just a bench role player. That's what they do now. Bench guards, I, I, I was starting right now. I know that, but ideally, and he wouldn't be right. Correct, because ideally Lonzo would be healthy. There, you <sighs> said it. I did. not <sighs> I know you I'm did not, not to say it anymore. I'm allowed to say it. Yeah, but i be, I'll be bench, your voice. Bench threes need to hit the threes you're supposed to. He, hit. I D'SUNMU needs to shoot threes. Actually. Even Derrick Jones had a three yesterday. Who I is? I think Derrick Jones Junior might be a better three point shooter than I O
0: well, and low key, he's been playing some
1: center in, against these smaller lineups. I don't why not. If PJ Tucker can play center, right? I know I know PJ Tucker's, you know, thick, but Joe, and Jones and Jones Jr. Oh god. But and Jones Jr. it looks like a toothpick. But uh, if you're playing a smaller lineup and he can play at the five, he can jump over everybody. I don't I don't see why not, but I just hope what was it? A wrist injury? Yeah, it's been risky. Yeah, I, ho- I hope I hope it doesn't hinder him too much. I think they might need to sign Henry Drell if he's out.
0: See, would you get off your Henry Drell thing? I, he happens to be on Windy City, but no one no one has his I think he's a free agent. I don't think yeah. any NBA team has his rights. And I know you are not gonna rest until your guy Henry Drell gets his I want to see him get a 10 day. I don't know who knows. Maybe he will now previous to this game was maybe the best win of the year. Yes when they as they beat Brooklyn. Uh, fully manned Brooklyn one twenty one to one twelve. That made them six and one against the top three teams in the East. That's Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Boston.
1: Boston. They're and, now six uh, and one. They were on a twelve game win streak before that happened. I Credit to Jacques Vaughn for turning that ship around after mm-hmm. that whole saga with Steve Nash and Irving, who is not the best of people, I think, <laughs> as we know. But I can hes so good, and he's leading
0: fan voting in in the you know, the popularity contest that is the All Star. Probably, game. It's really, yeah. Really disappointing to you know, anti-Semitic mm,
1: because people just think that I don't know. Pe- people love Kyrie, and I, know. I, I, I don't. And they shouldn't. I love his game, though I must say I love watching him play basketball. As much as I hate the guy, as a person, I, I, I'd rather watch him than watch Trey Young or James Harden. I, it, it, he's such a good basketball player. It, it it's, it's crazy. He had twenty five and eight and didn't shoot minutes. No, he it was in both games against the Bulls. He was terrible. What was he,
0: one of eight from three-point range?
1: Royce O'Neal was 0 for 8. And Royce
0: O'Neal started, I think he was 0 for 4 in the first quarter. Royce O'Neal had
1: zero points in 35 minutes.
0: That's productive. That's efficient. Uh, KD with 28 at half finished with 44 and 15 to 22 and I think you said it earlier it was it was good defense better offense but what I think and I I can't prove this I don't know that this happened but remember they were coming off of giving up 71 to Donovan Mitchell here's KD with 28 at half I wonder what kind of halftime reckoning they had here like guys that we we can't we can't give up a 70 and a 60 in yeah. back-to-back games, even though that's the new NBA now, because that's happening right. all the time. there was just that, you know, we've the, the, the points. That yeah, the when Luka Doncic is doing
1: nights. what he's doing.
0: Shit. Oh, everybody. Look look at the guy they're playing tonight. Look at what Lowry Marketing did the other night with 49. And 49. That was doing. But that was, um, that was up to this point, Patrick Williams' best game of the season. Patrick's going to guard right? Lowry, too. Also, I, I wrote that... look he will on Lowry I wrote I, that is written in my notes for when we get to that game.
1: I didn't look at your notes. I, I also want to say Seth Curry is damn good. Yeah. Uh, well, he's that, that's it it doesn't matter what, it, what 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 was he? 7 of 8 from 3? Yes. 6, seven sure, six from of 7? 6 7 7 like yeah. Man, he, he's one of those guys and when you have that last name you better be able to shoot and you used to think that he was bad. He I remember he was bad. He got good though.
0: He got he's, better. He
1: yeah. got better. He's he's a, I mean, he's he's a really good he's a really good player now. Mm-hmm. It that those are the guys that the Bulls need. And it just seems like they don't have enough of them. If if you were to give up IO for a dude like that, there's, I, that's a trade that I it, it doesn't have to be that. But if you, if the Bulls were offered Shake Milton for IO straight up, would you do it? Probably.
0: Right, I, but you know, I it I always sounds like I'm piling on I/O, and I'm
1: not yeah, both of us.
0: I, I don't I don't to I don't fair. want it, I, I cause if somebody's like boy, these guys are always harping on Io. I just it's tantalizing
1: shoot. That's it. That's it's, it.
0: It's, it's it's he's so responsible and, and he's so
1: tough. And I I he's I, always in the right spot. He knows yeah. where to be. It's and defensively, he's great it's just if he i don't care about the athleticism at this point i know that's not going to get better but it just hasn't seemed like there's been enough improvement shooting from his rookie year to now and that that's what that's what really sucks for me is it seems like shooting is the is one of the things that you can get better at he's he's not going to be able to jump any higher and okay, fine. I don't need, I don't need him to be the best athlete in the world. He's quick enough and he's fast enough. It's just, if he was able to make the open three and it just right now, he's just not making it enough. That's, that's it.
0: Before we preview uh, tonight's game against Utah, there's a couple other sort of news items I want to touch on. One was, before the Brooklyn game, Billy Donovan was asked about late-game offense, and I think both of these wins, something they have in common is, like you say, not needing Demar Derozan to play hero ball, which is which is great. That that means you're balanced and and everybody's touching the ball. You're a more dangerous team in that regard and and more d- democratized offense. But we know that it, uh, the plays at the End of games, end of quarters, and need situations are often designed for Damar and not Zach. And the reporters put Billy on the defensive a little bit, explaining that. And it, it was it was clear to me that Donovan really sort of politically felt he had to make it clear how much Zach Levine matters at the ends of games, what the the dangers that he presents are are so important to the design of the plays that they run. And I totally get it, but but leave leave it to Casey Johnson, who had a follow-up question. And he said, well, yeah, but uh, Billy, doesn't the fact that DeMar DeRozan's less likely to turn it over and more <laughs> likely to get to the foul line figure into the calculus there and Bill's like well yeah that, that of course has, has something to do with it also and I was thinking okay full stop like yeah Demar Derozan is is that uh, we always talk about a lot of things that he's not at the end of his career. But if you have a scorer who's good enough to have just passed Bob Pettit on the all time list uh, in scoring that's last night, big name, yeah, that's that's what I said to. Him. I said Bob Pettit is is that that's if you if you pay any attention to this game, it's a big deal. first ever MVP.
1: He is in NBA history. Bob
0: Pettit. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Is he alive?
1: Mm-hmm. 90 it? Yeah, I, I I think I told you that last night. It's very clear you're pretending for the audience.
0: I think you did tell me that last night, but I lose track of things because see I'm I actually take notes like during games and stuff unlike you. So sometimes like during a Bears game. Yeah, like, and I
1: still I still have more new to talk about because I remember things and I'm not old and my brain isn't old and crumbling. <laughs> so I so I can function on a normal level. Yeah. Maybe a little bit abnormal with how much I know about where current players went to college. you saying
0: your brain is abnormal.
1: I am. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: All-star game voting. A couple of things. DeMar DeRozan is sixth among Eastern conference guards.
1: And Derek Rose is ninth, right?
0: Yeah. But here, here's the problem. DeMar DeRozan
1: isn't a
0: guard, right? He's a forward. He hasn't been a guard at all as a bull at no. all i know he played a little guard in toronto maybe no yeah he was, it, he was the
1: two in toronto
0: and i think also in san antonio he is not
1: a guard why is right. he listed he, as he he sometimes even plays the 4 yes like it, i don't know what whatever i he'll be an all-star what i want to what are his i haven't really paid enough attention to this what are his like raw stats this year what is just what is he averaging? Oh,
0: well, he's, he's averaging
1: twenty six this year. You can tell
0: me, you can tell me Bob Pettit's alive, but you can't tell me what Demar is averaging. I
1: didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize Demar is averaging twenty six five and five. Yeah, yeah, that's an all star. The Bulls shooting 27 percent from three though.
0: The Bulls are going to see an all star tonight, I believe, as Lowry Markinen and Utah come to town. He and...
1: is insane. Well.
0: Put Patrick Williams on him and and tell him, hey, prove something. Prove that the, the Bulls
1: made the Yeah, right but L- Lowry Lowry's seven feet tall. Lowry is seven feet tall. Was he there the first year of – I think he was. I think Lowry and Patrick played together for one year in that bad COVID year. I think that's when Lowry – yeah, that's when Lowry was traded to Cleveland after that season. Yeah, so Patrick has played with Lowry.
0: I, I and, wish I, I wish I could apply anything that happened in the last game to tonight's game, but I think the Bulls are a little different team than they were. And I was looking over and trying to, when we talked about that game, I think we, we, we did uh, the OWC pod immediately after it was a 114-107 Bulls win. And it was a very strange game where the Bulls won the turnover battle 14-7 to and turning them over in the second half, getting them a little discombobulated, out of control. I think it was uh, – but what's the, the point guard for who was in Cleveland, Sexton, who was just kind mm. of all, just all over the map. Fast. I mean, he's he, he's fast. the Tasmanian devil. He's just I mean, fast. He's fast and in, out of control. In, in, just he's yeah, he's a sort of a chaos agent everywhere. But he's he you, you don't you want to know where he is, but sometimes his own teammates don't know where he is, which is part of the problem. It was a weird game. The Bulls made only six threes and Utah made 19 of them. But the Bulls made 22 free throws and the Jazz only made six. So I'm, I'm not sure what's applicable from then to now. Just making sure Kelly Olynyk doesn't get a bunch of offensive rebounds. My My coaching notes for tonight, based on the way the Bulls are playing now and the way what Utah has to do to beat them, I wrote down two things. I wrote down defensive rebounding and denying them multiple offensive chances to take the threes that they want to take and close out under control.
1: Are they playing here or are they in Utah? They're here.
0: Okay, they're here because actually. Oh um, yeah, because they
1: played. I'm um, that. That's a bad. Yeah, right. I should. Yeah, go. because
0: it's Western Conference, right? So I and the other note that I have is is Patrick on Lowry. I've cleared the defensive glass and close out under control. Yeah, so we'll see, but they have every opportunity now to draw a game closer to 500. And Texans and out, by the way, out. Oh, okay. So well, so who Clarkson doesn't run the
1: point? He could. Yeah, Mike Conley dude.
0: Yeah. Oh, Conley's back. That's right. Conley didn't play in the
1: last game. That he's he's one of those vets now that he just. Crafty, savvy. He knows everything. He's like Goran rich. Dragic, but very <laughs> after very that. Contract. Yes, but he, he's an all star. He he's done very well. He's had a great career. Mm-hmm. Great career. Um, he he's gonna he's kind of like go, a a better version of Dragic in some ways, like a start like the starting version of Dragic. Interesting. Yeah, that's is, that's is what I is what I'd call him. That's not a bad comp
0: actually and you and you're right I mean, Like, no,
1: that's not that's not to say anything bad about dragic it conley's better so i think conley is the same plays the same role for utah that dragic plays on the bulls except he starts i think mean, it's a very similar God, thing how old is
0: he, conley
1: is he he's kind of like 32 34, 34. 34. he's okay. so, i don't know let me see mike conley well, you're
0: right. he he had a he's a had a much he's 35 He's had a much better career
1: than, than you. Jordan think he's Clarkson had. is thirty. Oh my god! I remember when Clarkson was on the Lakers with Kobe and Julius Randle, and he was you know twenty three years old. Yeah, that's uh, Mike Conley came in, Greg Oden, and Kevin Durant. I have not realized that he's been in the league that long.
0: Think about that, and that means, and and Durant came in as a Seattle Supersonic.
1: He did. So Conley yeah.
0: is Conley is is that old? Wow. That brings us to the OWC Pod College Showdown, and you say, "Well, what is that?" Well, we explain it every time. That Jason Bernstein believes he knows where every active NBA player went to college. I don't claim to know that, but to make it fun, uh, while well, I pick three active players, Jason picks three vintage players, and th- I've I've really enjoyed it because there are guys who I should like. I should have known that Kevin Willis went to Michigan State. I should have known that Ricky Pierce went to Rice, but now I'll remember these things, and it's good for me. And he's destroying me if we look at the numbers, and so I don't even want to look at him. Oh, thanks, Rick. Jason is 18-3. and three. I am currently 10-10-1. Because
1: you are mid.
0: You you awarded me a tie on, was it Benoit Benjamin? Yes, because you kind he, of okay. got it. I, I worked my way to it, and you, yeah. you, you charitably... Awarded me a tie. All right, so who wants to go first? Uh,
1: I don't care. You always say that. Have an opinion. Because I don't care. Fine. You read off the names. Okay. We will start with L.A. Lakers forward Sterling Brown. He went to SMU, correct? Correct. He just got picked up. Just got signed to a 10-day. I know. That's why I, I thought I thought I got you on that one. Damn it.
0: Denver point guard, Bones Highland.
1: Mm-hmm. A10. VCU.
0: Damn it. <laughs> Alright, this one I
1: got you. Alright. How, how did you get
0: conference first?
1: Because I, I knew he went to VCU. I was just pranking you. Uh, Detroit Pistons guard, Rodney Magruder. Oh, shucks. I, I don't want to swear. Yeah. I'm out of my depth on this one. Probably. Uh, gives me like Colorado, but I'm probably wrong. What is it? Pac-12? No, you're,
0: you're at the right what place. Is it Kansas
1: or Kansas State? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do I get a tie on that or no? No.
0: Hell uh, no. You do not get a tie. No charity for you, dumbass. All, all right. Nice. That was close. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I got one. All right.
1: You're so good. Oh my god. Okay, let's go. Former Celtics and Hornets guard David Wesley. Baylor. Yeah.
0: You know why I know that? Why? NBA baby. Wichita Falls Texans. Okay. Used to play in DL Ligon Arena for the Wichita Falls Texans.
1: All right. Ready. Yeah. Cavaliers big man Hot Rod Williams. LSU. No. Well,
0: that's the other Williams. Oh, Tulane. He went to Tulane. Tulane. Derp. Oh no, wait, there were two John Williamses. One went. There was Hot Plate Williams. Hot Plate Williams was the guy who at the at the uh, the LA uh, what was it the semi what do they call it the 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 semi pro league? He used to go out and eat in his car in between games. All right. I knew Tulane though for the other John Williams. Yeah,
1: but you're wrong. You lose. Sorry. fine. All right. Lastly, we have journeyman big man Maurice Lucas.
0: Oh, shoot. Mo Lucas. That's not a journeyman.
1: He played on a lot of teams. I remember him as a blazer. He was a blazer. Mo Lucas would knock your lights out. He man. was also on the Suns. That
0: dude, that dude, if he got mad at you, would just punch you in the mouth. That's the guy Norm Van Leer chased with a chair. Chased him around around the Chicago Stadium, and he kind of hit him with a chair. Mo Lucas, I've I have no clue. Guess, I don't know.
1: Marquette.
0: He went to Marquette. Okay, was he there when Butch Lee was there? I have no idea. You're old. How... You should remember. I should know. That was those are good names. Those are good. This is this is good. All right. So that has been episode eight of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. So like it rate it subscribe all the things review it organizations win championships make it a part of your your bulls life i'm dan bernstein that's jason bernstein along with rick camp
1: thanks